0: This call is being recorded all right, good morning, team. Thank you so much for jumping on the call this morning. I appreciate it we're the topic for today is called fall cleanup um, but before I go into that, I want to remind you of my professional purpose, and that is to help you the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. why because I truly believe that happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. If You can effectively manage situations that arise on a daily basis. You'll be more productive, live a more optimized life, and in turn, live a life that is the best version of you. On this version of my Monday morning pep talk, Um, I will take you through how to use this change of seasons as a catalyst for productive change in your life and business. When the pumpkin lattes are back on the menu, the leaves start to fall and you start to add layers of clothing. It is a perfect time to take nature's cue, to take time to rewind, review, and prepare yourself to repeat what works. What works. And we're going to do that in the coming months. So it's also a time to improve your skills so you can better navigate to a normal, stable market that we were trending towards fairly quickly. Now, I've taken the last couple of weeks, as you know, to take a break from writing and preparing for these Monday morning pep talks, but it didn't stop me from taking my own time to rewind and review. I thought deeply about the season we are entering. Many of you are anxious with all the change in the market, and I understand that, but it is my goal to show you that if you get your mind right and execute directly into the changes, you will have a much more enjoyable and predictable and profitable business. That's really the key, right? We want to have an enjoyable, predictable, and profitable business. As I took the last couple of weeks to think, I journaled my recurring thoughts, some new ideas and concepts and strategies that will help, that will continue to be vital to navigate this market. So in today's call, what I intend to do is bring them to you. So bear with me as I give you this brain dump, or better yet, let's call it fall cleanup i've got 17 things here i want to talk about today um number one i hope is that you are able to take enough time this summer to power down and spend times with your spend time with your family and friends don't for one second feel bad about it It's time to refocus and prepare for the next season some of you didn't have a chance to do that as much as you wanted and we we want to talk about that as well. Number 2. September and January are the two most transitional months in most real estate markets. And it impacts you the real estate brokers and advisors in that market. Why are they transitional? Because these are the months that follow those no fly zones in August and December where you proceed with caution and how you reach out to your hot list warm list top 100 and your broker list now i i feel strongly that september should be viewed should be viewed as the last month of the year okay september should be viewed as the last month of the year before we start to think about you know the the, the coming year in 2023 right um should be viewed as that last month of the year and uh um it's uh i feel strongly that september is that time where you need to take time to rewind, review and identify what has worked for you and what marketing strategies offer you the best return on your investment you need to eliminate what is not working as you ramp towards the next, next fiscal year which as we know starts in january okay number 3 by october 1st your mind should be fully pivoted to 2023, to be fully pivoted towards 2023. If your selling season is January through June, like we have it here in Chicago, you need this 90-day ramp to ensure that you get off to a great start in the first quarter of 2023. I told people that three out of the top five Closing months that I had in terms of GCI were January. Why? Because there's something about this September, October, November, and December timeframe that I just really captured. Um, It's that time of year that I love, I guess, right? Number four, moving to the 12-week year planning and execution strategy has been a complete game changer for me. If you have not fully moved from an annualized goal setting strategy to a quarterly planning strategy, I highly, highly recommend it. Well, my recommendation would be for you is to make sure you read this book. If you haven't already, read it as soon as you possibly can. If not by the end of September, read it by the end of October. It is that good and it is a perfect time of the year to read it, okay? 12-week year process, I can tell you for a fact I've gotten more done in the last three quarters than I have gotten done in any period of time in my career. Number five, start the rewind, review, and identification process by evaluating which lead generation strategies provided you the best returns for your business in 2020 and 2021. I like to use the Barbara Corcoran method to identify that point of origination, which let's look at it as the seed, right? That brought you each client to you through your marketing and networking. If most of your business is referral, just keep going back to where that referral tree started, right? And once you do this, identify your top three strategies that brought you the most business during that period of time, okay? And go all in, go all in in those three things, and eliminate the money and time you spend on everything else. If you are buying leads, would you do? You, do you still need to buy them if your business is significantly trending towards a referral-based business? I've had this conversation with several people, and I can tell you that if you put that money back into your database, I think you would find that your return would be significant. Okay. Um, are you in a marketing rut? I don't know. Ask yourself that, quest, that question. And if you are, go back and do this exercise I just talked about. Um, super important. So what is the guiding principle that we have here? Um, that is high performance starts with elimination. You want to go and look at everything that works. Go all in on that. And eliminate what is not giving you a good roi okay speaking of books my suggestion here over the next couple months is go back and re-listen or re-read those books that have changed the course of your career okay go back and 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 listen to books that have had a huge impact on you both either you know professionally or personally Spent a lot of time in the car over the Labor Day weekend just because traffic was bad getting over to our Michigan home. And I took that time or part of that time to re listen to The Go Giver. It's two hours and 54 minutes audiobook, no brainer. The Go Giver, written by Bob Berg and David Mann, um, has, when I reread it, it reminded me of what a huge impact that book had on me back when it first came out. Um, highly suggest that you go back and reread it if you've not, re- if you've not read it in a while. It's uh, super important. There's others out there for me. The you know Atomic Habits, of course, the Twelve Week Year, Compound Effect. Some of these you know books that have have had a huge impact on my DNA. I I am going back and and you know strengthening the, those foundations. By rereading those books, and many of them are are short. Like I said, the Go Givers two hours and fifty four minutes, no brainer. Number seven. A year ago this week, we lost our first family dog Tucker, which is still a source of, you know, sadness for myself, my wife, and um, the kids. Uh, but it reminded me uh, when we we look back at that period of time about the the Monday morning pep talk that I wrote. The week after that happened, it was called um, Your Clients Need You. And in the email that I'm going to send out tomorrow, I'm going to put a link to that that, uh, version of the the pep talk. But it reminded me of the wonderful experience that we had um, with the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinarian Medicine and the amazing care that they took of us and Tucker during that period of time and it was just a reminder to me of of uh how low the expectations we have for our service providers okay i'm in the middle of a big project at my home here in chicago and the amount of effort that i've got to go to track people down to get them there is it's pretty unbelievable actually it isn't unbelievable it's believable it's what i kind of expected and those people in our lives that put, that really do it right. Um, uh, It just goes to show you that there's so much opportunity out there in our line of work to have a huge impact on our clients. And the guiding principle that I am reminded by when when I think about that is people remark about remarkable experiences. So again, as I was going back and kind of doing a review and rewind, had to bring that up because it was an important period of our family's life and uh, just how impressed I was by how the University of Wisconsin handled it. So just remember, you know, your clients, uh, your clients need you. Number eight, relationship based businesses thrive in every market, right? End of story. You know, if you go back to the beginning of 2020 and all the changes that we had during COVID, you know, all of those changes and, and and pivots that we had to make during 2020 and 2021. And now, again, as we enter the fall or the summer and fall of 2022, every single time those people that have the, the deepest bench in terms of their relationships are doing are doing the best. Um, remember. Uh, Uh, you know, I like to say kind of almost as a guiding principle, we don't, we don't sell homes, right? They're our end product, but what we really do is we, um, we authentically create relationships, we nurture them. And when we do that, our, those relationships compounds and you'll get to a point team where you don't have to worry about the phone ringing, you know? So nothing new for me, right? Uh, you heard this story from me over and over and over again, but I got to, you know, like I said, before I hit record here this morning, I've had agents come to me and say, Jim, you know, I've heard you say this for, I don't know, two years, but whatever you said today in today's call finally got through to me. So I'm going to keep pounding that one thing, right? And others. Um, Number nine, when I say top 100, I'm just referring to the that top list of clients that know you, like you, and trust you as a real estate broker, team. It doesn't have to be a hundred. In fact, is, is your when you're new, um, that number is going to be small, right? And even if you've been in the business for a while, I've seen a real, I've seen really, really good businesses, um, uh, be supported by just fifty or sixty really good clients. When I got into leadership, I had sixty-eight. And I did a ton of business even after I got into leadership off those 68. Um, Number 10, there's someone in your database right now toying with the idea of making a change to their housing situation. Okay. They're not fully motivated yet, but could be easily, easily motivated by a simple, meaningful conversation with you. Okay. They're out there. I've heard two stories this week of of people or agents that have called up someone in their database looking to see if they'd be interested in selling because they had a client that was looking for something very similar and they caught them at the right time and and in fact are putting deals together because of a simple phone call. Okay. Reminds me of, you know, this window project that I have happening this fall. If they had not reached out to me. Um, prior to me about making a decision, I would not have gone with them. But after that reach out, I took the meeting and saw that they were the obvious choice that I needed to use for the project, okay? So it it happens every day and you need to be very, very aware of the fact that you have clients out there right now looking to, looking to sell or looking to buy or making a move. They're just not overly motivated yet, but a conversation with you could bring them to that level of motivation to make a move. Um, we see here, number 11, are you doing a client event this fall? Is your holiday gifting strategy in place? Some things to be thinking about. Number 12, I am finding that the brokers, this is kind of back to what I started, number one. I said, I am finding that the brokers that took ample time for themselves this summer, okay, that took ample time for themselves this summer are coming into the fall the most fired up obviously okay those that didn't are still kind of struggling right like they're trying to get their motivation to to move into the fall and do some of these things that i'm talking about um it's not too late to take a little bit of downtime here team um rest is a huge part of high performance um what is this saying to me it, it's uh it's saying to me that um Happy brokers do in fact sell more real estate and happiness starts with the rest. And uh easier said than done. Um, there's there's ways to the way there's ways to do it though. Okay. 13. If your intuition is telling you not to engage a client on a new listing or property search, don't do it. Okay. What is intuition? Right? What is intuition with that gut feeling? What is that? Intuition is. Essentially, your experience talking. Okay. It's your experience talking. What is experience? Experience is pattern recognition. You had a situation with a client before that, you know, that situation is very similar. Okay. Or multiple clients, there's a pattern that's being created. And your job as an experienced broker, and as you learn more on the job, is to listen to your experience. Listen to your intuition, okay? Your gut's telling you not to take that overpriced listing that the seller is interviewing five agents for the best best deal, don't do it. I got to the point where I did not go on listing presentations if I was going up against people. I didn't need to because I knew what the end result was going to be, okay? saying that you're at that position, but something to think about. Chance is the last time you took a listing like that and it, it didn't go too well, right? Um, trust your experience. What is the guiding principle that we use in this area? 20% of your clients steal 80% of your joy. Your job is to identify through your experience the 20% before it ever becomes an issue. Okay, 14, inventory management. This is a key phrase for any fall cleanup. Okay, Your fall cleanup needs to include those tough conversations with your clients that are not moving with market trends. Okay, You need to get your current listings sold and your active buyers in contract by December 1. That's called inventory management. And then preparing your new listings for those that are going to go live you know, in 2023, getting all the photography taken, et cetera. Um, If your client is unwilling to pivot their expectations, that tough conversation uh, might go something like this. Okay, here's a little script for you. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, the data is showing that your home will sell for fill in the blank. At the current price, I just cannot sell it. Like I said, I cannot sell it at this current asking price, and I just want to make sure you understand where the current market currently stands. We have a couple options. We can wait until that market shifts and comes back to meet your current price, which could be weeks or months, or um, you know, we could uh, we can move on. But I think you need to know, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that at this price, we've done everything. We've done all the marketing. The people have been in place. We have tried everything, and the market is just not responding to this price point. For me to keep marketing this property the way it needs to be marketed, I need to move forward with a price that is much closer to what it's going to take to sell it. What you're doing here is you're basically giving them an opportunity. If you've given them all the advice that you can possibly give them and they're just not willing to move, then you need to make a choice, right? And you can take a similar approach with those buyers that only want a massive deal in the market that still lacks inventory. Team, you can either take a, an aggressive approach like this or wait for the inevitable, which is probably going to end in some form of. A listing cancellation or a, a buyer moving on to another agent. It's better for you to take control of that conversation, and and you're going to do it in a in a very thoughtful way. You're going to do it in an understanding way. But you need to you need to have these conversations. It's called inventory management. In some cases, they might just want to push it into the spring market when there where there's going to be more buyers. It's another option. It's option number three. Number fifteen: The only thing worse than having no listings is having a bunch of overpriced listings. Okay, be incredibly careful to set proper expectations on new inventory you are adding to your pipeline. You need to do pinpoint. You need to have a pinpoint pricing strategy in a market shifting from a seller, from a um, seller's market to a normalized, stable market. Right? Pricing is so key you start out higher than you'd like you need to consider having predetermined price drops in your listing agreement right up front okay if you have t- you know if you go a month and you have 10 showings and no offers chances are you're well most likely you are overpriced or if you have no showings you know you need to uh, you need to look at this so the point is, is that you want to have those predetermined price drops up front if you feel like you're taking it a little bit over, a little bit over where it should be. Here's the thing. When you take a listing at a certain, certain price with, without setting those expectations, um, you, what you're doing is you're promising an outcome at that price, okay, if you don't have those expectations up front. So the result will be when you go to ask for that $50,000 price drop or $100,000 price drop or $25,000 price drop, whatever it might be, your sellers will feel like you are going into their pocket and taking $50,000 out, okay? That's That's just the reality. So it's better to do your research up front and say no if needed, okay? Say no if needed. It's better than burning a relationship. Better than burning a relationship. Guiding principle. I want you to listen very, very closely to this. If you say yes to a no, you will have to say no to a yes. If you say yes to a hell no, you will have to say no to a yes. Why is that? Because we have a limited amount of time. We have a limited amount of time that we can work with. And you have got to make sure one of the biggest skills that you can can create is to identify properties that have the best chance of selling. And a lot of that comes down to the expectations with the sellers, right? We are in the business of selling properties, not showing properties. Okay, we have a limited amount of time, so you need to choose wisely. And when you have that situation where it's not a fit, here's a script that you can use. This is number 16. Before I take on a new client or Mr. or Mrs. Seller or Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, before I take on a new client, I want to make sure I can provide you real value. And after our discussion, I honestly don't think I'm the right fit for what you want to accomplish. I would suggest that you fill in the blank, give them options, okay? Guiding principle, learning to say no is the most powerful skill that you can learn. The most powerful skill that you can learn. Number 17. As we wrap up the year um, and as we think about like our goals, et cetera, you know, and as we move into the fall, you know, championships are one in the fourth quarter as a, you know, as we're going to be talking about a little bit more of that as we move into October, November, and December, which is business planning. Um, we're going to be talking about numbers. We're going to be talking about goals. And um, in my opinion, you've heard me say this net worth, which is the difference between, you know, your assets minus your liabilities is the best scorecard. Okay the best scoreboard I should say avoid comparing yourself to others and outside forces right you will make poor decisions if you do that okay and in most cases um you know it, you're just you're you're just going to find yourself uh you know when you know uh, confused and not confused but you know um anxious if you are in a situation where you can't control the outcome, right? So you can use leaderboards, which I'm a fan of, as motivation. You can use the leaderboards as motivation, but they should not be in my opinion the basis for all of your goals. Okay? Learn to answer the question for you as it relates to the kind of business you want to run, the kind of money you want to make, etc. You need to answer the question, what is enough? And I am reading a new book that is gonna is absolutely in my top 10, if not top five, on this very topic. And if you're looking for a new book recommendation, I recommend this one. Um and the my book suggestion is the psychology of money by Morgan Housel, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And it's particularly uh, um, powerful as it relates to how you live your that balance between what is enough, how much money you need versus how hard you want to work, what's important, lots of great studies, with people that have made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, those that have very quietly made a ton of money. do in certain simple things very 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 good book so those 17 things are what's on my mind right now it's like that is what my brain dump was that fall cleanup what i'm thinking about right now some of the things as you've noticed are things i brought up before but i'm stress testing them right and they're still applicable i i really want you guys to look at all of your lists your hot list your warm list your top 100 your you know your active listings your active buyers and really get that stuff cleaned up right so please 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 take a couple of hours before october one or these next couple of weeks just to think just to think and review rewind and look at look at what it is that you want to accomplish As we wrap up 2022 and go into 2023, take a look at your business and eliminate what you can eliminate, automate what you can automate, delegate what you can delegate to free up time to focus on your clients and your marketing. Once you identify what works, go all in, go all in on what provides you the best ROI for your time and your resources. This is what a fall cleanup is all about. Right? It allows you to go into October like I said and prepare to ramp to 2023. If you wait to you wait until December or January to think about the new year, you're going to be way too late to the party. Okay? So I want to thank everybody for jumping on today. As you know, I'm going to have the email transcript out tomorrow with the recording and uh Um, it'll be out tomorrow if you're not on that list and you want to be just, uh, send my, send my team an email to miller at gmail.com and they're going to add you to my email list, but, uh, have a great week, everyone. And thanks for being patient with me over the last couple of weeks as I took a little break. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.